0: A nutritionist is a person who advises on matters of food and nutrition. Impacts on health. Different professional terms are used in different countries, employment settings and contexts. Some examples include nutrition, scientist, public health nutritionist, dietitian nutritionist, clinical nutritionist, and sports nutritionist. Some advice may be needed after this. Research study for you to make the best healthy choices in dieting. Studies have shown that while some foods boost memory, others actually increase risks for Alzheimer's disease. These same foods are linked to other serious health problems, making it that much more important to limit or remove them from a seniors' diet. A healthy diet does more than benefit our waistlines, it improves our heart health lowers our risk for cancer, diabetes, and other diseases, and keeps our minds healthy. In fact, research has shown that a poor diet impacts memory and increases a person's chances of developing Alzheimer's disease. The brain needs its own brand of fuel. It requires healthy fats, fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, and adequate vitamins and minerals. Consuming too, Little of these foods and too many complex carbohydrates, processed foods, and sugar stimulates the production of toxins in the body. Those toxins can lead to inflammation, the buildup of plaques in the brain, and as a result, impaired cognitive function. These effects apply to people of all ages, not just seniors. Unfortunately, the foods that hamper memory are common staples in the American diet. White breads, pasta, processed meats, and cheeses—all of these have been linked to Alzheimer's disease. Some experts have even found that whole grain breads are as bad as white breads because they spike blood sugar, which causes inflammation. Some experts have even found that whole grain breads are as bad as white breads because they spike blood sugar, which causes inflammation. Here's a list of foods linked to increased rates of. Alzheimer's disease, red meat while I'm a fan of red meat, too much of the good thing might increase your chances of Alzheimer's. And, of course, eating low-quality red meat is a big no-no, red meat is an iron-rich food. And though your body needs enough iron to avoid anemia, chronic fatigue and muscle weakness, too much iron can actually speed up damage created from too many Free radicals unleashed in our bodies. As the iron builds up in the brain, it does so in an area known as gray matter, a part of the brain that shows one of the first signs of degeneration. As we age, too much iron in that area seems to speed up the process even more. That doesn't mean saying goodbye to hamburgers and steaks, but rather being mindful of how much you're eating a week and choosing the best quality. Grass-fed beef available is key. Refined carbohydrates and sugars if you needed Another reason to stay away from starchy pasta and breads, here's one. Diets. High in carbohydrates and sugar can raise your risk of Alzheimer's disease. A 2012 study found that people 70 years or older who ate a diet heavy in carbohydrates were almost four times more likely to develop Alzheimer's than their healthier reading counterparts that spike in alzheimer's is far beyond normal age related issues you'd expect to see in regards to memory and thinking this makes the sugar industry scandal even more devastating industry funded harvard research in the 1960s blamed downplayed sugar's role in coronary heart disease today we know sugar's role go far beyond heart disease and greatly impacts the brain 2. Foods that increase Alzheimer's risks More studies are needed researchers had. Consider all possibilities to find out what causing the disease. Here's a list of foods linked to increased rates of Alzheimer's disease, processed cheeses, including American cheese, mozzarella sticks, processed meats, such as bacon, smoked turkey from the deli counter and ham. Smoked meats like these contain nitrosamines, which cause the liver to produce fats that are toxic to the brain. White foods, including pasta, cakes, white sugar, white rice and white bread. Consuming these causes a spike in insulin production and sends toxins to the brain. Ask your doctor. The overpowering scent of microwave popcorn you either love it or hate it. But, did you know it could be toxic? you tug at the corners of a piping hot bag of microwave popcorn, and a plume of fragrant steam escapes. We hate to point this out, but that steam contains nearly four dozen chemicals. The sources include the buttery flavorings and the ink and glue on the bags according to a new report from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. While it's unclear how many of the chemicals may be harmful at the levels emitted, one is a known troublemaker. Microwave popcorn contains diacetyl, a chemical that may increase amyloid plaques in the brain. Research has linked a buildup of amyloid plaques to Alzheimer's disease. Changing dietary habits is never easy. However, avoiding foods that induce memory loss and eating more of the foods that boost memory improves your chances of enjoying all-around health. Everything in moderation is a common piece of healthy eating advice from slim and sexy celebs, dietitians, and other lifestyle gurus. It's a call that's thousands of years old, the ancient Greek poet Hesiod wrote the phrase. Moderation is best in all things in his poem work and days, written around 700 BCE, and other philosophers and writers have echoed the maxim ever since but just because it's a saying that has persisted throughout history doesn't mean it's right, helpful or useful. While it sounds like wise advice for anyone who wants a low-key approach to healthy eating, the term is problematic because moderation is left up to each individual to define for themselves. This meaninglessness could harm people who are trying to maintain or lose weight, according to new research from scientists at the University of Georgia and Duke University. Without a firm portion suggestion, like the government's definition of moderate drinking for women as one drink a day, a moderate serving of something becomes a completely squishy concept that depends on a person's eating habits and dietary preference. As a result, it can be co-opted by food companies to communicate skewed nutritional advice. What's more, The concept plays a psychological trick on the Dieter. It turns out that the more you like a food, the bigger your definition of a moderate serving will be, explained lead study author Michelle Van Dellen, a self-regulation and self-control researcher at the University of Georgia. The more you like a food, the more of it you think you can eat in moderation, she said in a statement. So what should you do instead eat this or don't eat that? While Vandel didn't dismiss the concept of moderation outright, she did express skepticism about the contemporary backlash against dieting. Since we're not good at estimating portion size or estimating how much we actually eat, she said following explicit guidelines may actually help especially if a person wants to continue eating in moderation. I strongly suspect that willingness to hold oneself accountable, for the long haul, in some form or fashion might allow someone to follow either a diet or the eat in moderation. Advice, Van Dylen wrote. Other researchers who have studied moderation and weight gain are even more doubtful about the Maxim's ability to help people get healthier. A 2015 study of nearly 7,000 people found that eating a broad and diverse array of foods was linked to weight gain a 120% increase in waist circumference, on average, after five years. On the other hand, study participants who ate a limited amount of mostly healthy foods had the best outcomes. These researchers noted that the results do not support the notion that eating everything in moderation leads to greater diet quality or better metabolic health. People are really bad at estimating portions. Three different experiments in the new study involved a mix of 500 in person participants and online respondents. They revealed that most people think the concept of moderation is larger than what a person should eat, but the size of a Moderate portion is highly dependent on how much someone likes the food and how much of it they eat in their everyday life. In other words, a moderate serving size tended to be whatever a person was already eating or drinking. This suggests that, compared to other messages about food, the concept of moderation isn't an effective way to limit what people will eat. All three experiments were theoretical in nature, in that the Researchers didn't observe people actually eating anything. Van Delen wrote that future research could pose these same questions but also evaluate actual eating habits and a person's relationship to moderate consumption. But despite this and other limitations, she still argued that the totality of the findings show that moderation is a highly individualized concept that isn't likely to reduce consumption in any meaningful way why this matters in the fight against obesity. Van Dellen's research makes the case that moderation should not count as a prevention tool in the fight against weight gain and obesity. Some weight loss authorities, like those behind the diet and activity tracker, have promoted the moderation concept to fight back against the notion that there are good and bad foods. Obesity continues to be a serious health issue in the U.S. recent studies published this week in the journal JAMA confirmed that obesity rates are continuing to increase for women and teens in general. In all, 35% of men and 40% of women are obese, and 17% of young people ages 2 to 19 are obese. Being obese puts a person more at risk for coronary heart disease, high blood pressure, stroke, type 2 diabetes, cancer, infertility and Metabolic syndrome. Healthy eating can help you stay at an ideal weight and stave off diabetes and heart disease. Now, there's more and more evidence that a heart healthy diet is also a brain healthy diet and it may even prevent or slow dementia, which includes Alzheimer's disease. Recent studies show that people with the healthiest eating habits have lower risks for those problems and a decline in thinking skills. Some suggest that people who already have a mild decline in thinking abilities which can be a forerunner to dementia might slow or stop its progress through good nutrition. Many researchers believe that if we had a really potent diet, we could help slow Alzheimer's down, says Nancy Emerson Lombardo, Ph.D., an investigator at Boston University Alzheimer's Disease Center in all the different things that researchers are looking at. Maybe we can find the right combination. What's in a brain diet? Studies show that the Mediterranean diet, dash, dietary approaches to stop hypertension, and the mind diet a hybrid of the, other two benefit the brain. All these diets are high in fruits and, vegetables, most of them are high in nuts and legumes, most of them recommend, whole grains instead of refined grains, says Heidi Wingreen, Road, Ph.D. Assistant Professor of Nutrition at Utah State University. These diets also emphasize fish, poultry, and seeds. Most of the fat in the Mediterranean diet comes from olive oil, an unsaturated fat that doesn't raise cholesterol the way saturated fat does. A study out this week found that the Mediterranean diet with olive oil and nuts improved thinking skills in seniors. Brain. Healthy diets also include moderate amounts of wine. That means up to one. Drink per day for women and up to two for men. The Mediterranean diet is low. On dairy, eggs, and red meat the occasional dairy is usually low fat cheese or. Yogurt. Dash emphasizes low fat or fat free dairy and cutting back on sodium. The MIND diet pulls foods from each of these diets that were already proven to benefit the brain in other studies. The February 14, 2002 issue of the New England Journal of Medicine contains a study proving that the risk of Alzheimer's disease doubles for those people with the highest levels of homocysteine in their bloodstreams. Neurologists at the Boston University School of Medicine obtained blood samples from 1092 elderly healthy subjects over an eight-year period. During the course of the study, 111 of those subjects developed dementia, diagnosed as Alzheimer's disease. Those who developed Alzheimer's had enormous increases of homocysteine in their blood when compared to those who did not develop dementia. There are 28 amino acids in nature. Your body's liver manufactures 19 of them. The other Nine are called essential, which means that they must be obtained in the foods you eat. Methionine is one such essential amino acid. I have previously written about homocysteine and methionine. After ingestion, methionine converts to homocysteine. Research study shows homocysteine has been linked to heart disease by William Gostelli, senior investigator of the largest clinical heart the framingham study homocysteine has also been linked to osteoporosis ingestion of sulfur containing amino acids causes an acid condition in the bloodstream which the body neutralizes by leaching calcium from bones animal proteins contain greater amounts of methionine than do plant proteins milk is liquid meat and dairy products contain high levels of methionine which has sulfur as its center atom the sulfur converts to sulfate sand, causes an acid condition in the blood that results in cellular destruction. Here are some values of methionine for 100 grand portions of various foods. You will find that a result of eating meat or consuming dairy products is the creation of a methionine-rich, and subsequent homocysteine-rich environment of Alzheimer's-causing substances Human Blood Serum. Cow's milk equals 0.083 grams of methionine. Soy milk equals 0.040 grams. Mori New Silk and Soft Tofu equals 0.074 grams. Chicken, broiled pressed meat, no skin, equals 0.859 grams. Swiss cheese equals 0.784 grams. Parmesan cheese equals 0.958 grams cow's milk contains twice as much methionine as does soy milk. Chicken has nearly 12 times the amount of methionine as does tofu, and parmesan cheese has an unlucky 13 times more methionine than does tofu. The neurologists who conducted this study did not consider how or why people have high levels of methionine. They were close to determining the cause and cure of Alzheimer's. These neurologists who published the study in the New England Journal of Medicine suggests that folic acid reduces levels of homocysteine. Folic acid can be found in green leafy vegetables, grains, and fruits, particularly citrus. Scientific research has provided the proof that Alzheimer's disease can be controlled or prevented by eliminating the standard American diet that includes milk and dairy products as its foundation. Here's the list of foods that help boost memory for seniors and the rest of us. Leafy green vegetables. Salmon and other cold water fish. Berries and dark-skinned fruits. Coffee and chocolate. Extra virgin olive oil. Cold-pressed virgin coconut oil. Ancient foods consumed for thousands of years in various parts of the world. These three simple foods were revered by ancient civilizations for their healing powers. Today, modern science is proving these civilizations right. Yet they are still relatively unknown in the Western world. Couscous is a North African dish of small steamed balls of semolina, usually served with a stew spooned on top. Couscous is a staple food throughout the North African cuisines of Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, Mauritania and Libya and to a lesser extent in the Middle East and Trapani in Sicily. Couscous is served in many Maghreb restaurants all over the world. In France, Spain, Italy, and Portugal, the word couscous, couscous in Spanish and Italian. Couscous in Portuguese, usually refers to couscous together with the stew. Package sets containing a box of quick preparation couscous and a can of vegetables and, generally, Meat are sold in French, Spanish, Italian, and Portuguese grocery stores and supermarkets. Couscous has 3.6 grams of protein for every 100 grams. Furthermore, couscous contains a 1% fat to calorie ratio. Couscous with various toppings in Tunisia, Algeria, Morocco, and Libya. Couscous is generally served with vegetables, carrots, potatoes, turnips. Etc., cooked in a spicy or mild broth or stew, and some meat, generally chicken, lamb, or mutton. In Israel, there is a dish similar to mafl, by look, not taste, called tadim, which has many variations and can appear as a many triangles, or looking like rice, the original type, sometimes called ben. Hungarian rice, and many other variations. Quinoa is a grain crop that is grown for its edible seeds. It is pronounced quinoa. It technically isn't a cereal grain, but a pseudo-cereal. In other words, it is basically a seed which is prepared and eaten similarly to a grain. Quinoa was an important crop for the Inca empire back in the day. They referred to it as the mother of all grains and believed it to be sacred. It has been consumed for thousands of years in South America, although it only became trendy and reached superfood status a few years ago. These days, you can find quinoa and products made with it all over the world, especially in health food stores and restaurants that emphasize natural foods. There are three main types, white, red and black. This is coming with a total of 222 calories with 39 grams of carbs and 4 grams of fat. It also contains a small amount of omega-3 fatty acids. Quinoa is non-GMO, gluten-free and usually grown organically. Even though technically not a grain, it still counts as a whole-grain food. NASA scientists have been looking at it as a suitable crop to be grown in outer space, mostly based on its high nutrient content, ease of use and how easy it is to grow. The year 2013 was actually called the International Year of Genoa by the United Nations, UN, based on its high nutrient value and potential to contribute to food security worldwide. Contains the plant compounds quercetin and chemferol. The health effects of real foods go way beyond the vitamins and minerals we're all familiar with. There are thousands of trace nutrients in there, some of which are extremely healthy. This includes interesting molecules called flavonoids, which are plant antioxidants that have been shown to have all sorts of beneficial effects on health. Two flavonoids that have been particularly well studied are quercetin and chemphorol, and they happen to be found in large amounts in canoa. In fact, the quercetin content of quinoa is even higher than typical high quercetin foods like cranberries. These important molecules have been shown to have anti-inflammatory, antiviral, anti-cancer and antidepressant effects in animal studies. By including quinoa in your diet, you will significantly increase your total intake of these and other important nutrients. It contains large amounts of flavonoids including quercetin and kempharol. These are potent plant antioxidants with numerous health benefits. Genoa is the common name for chinobidium genoa of the flowering plant family. Amaranthaceae. It is grown as a grain crop primarily for its edible seeds. It is a pseudo cereal rather than a true cereal, as it is not a grass. Genoa is closely related to species such as beetroot and spinach and amaranth. Another pseudo cereal, which it closely resembles. After harvest, the seeds are processed to remove the coating containing the bitter-tasting subnans, Generally, the seeds are cooked the same way as rice and can be used in a wide range of dishes. The leaves, meanwhile, are sometimes eaten as a leaf. Vegetable, much like amaranth, but commercial availability of quinoa greens is limited. When cooked, The nutrient composition is comparable to common cereals, supplying a moderate amount of dietary fiber and minerals. Canoa originated in the Andean region of Peru, Bolivia, Ecuador, Colombia, and Chile, and was domesticated 3,000 to 4,000 years ago for human consumption in the Lake Titicaca Basin of Peru and Bolivia, though archaeological evidence shows a non-domesticated association with pastoral herding 5,200 to 7,000 years ago, the Food and Agricultural Organization of the United Nations (FAO) has officially declared that the year 2013 be recognized as the International Year of the Ganoa Proposed by the government of Bolivia and receiving strong support from many Central and South American countries, Ganoa has now been singled out by the FAO as a food with high nutritive value, impressive biodiversity, and an important role to play in the achievement of food security worldwide. We realize that quinoa remains unfamiliar to many people, especially in the practical sense of cooking and recipes. But we hope that situation will change, given the remarkable nature of this easily prepared nutrient-rich food. Researchers have recently taken a close look at certain antioxidant phytonutrients in quinoa and two flavonoid, quercetin and chemferol are now known to be provided by quinoa in especially concentrated amounts. In fact, the concentration of these two flavonoids in quinoa can sometimes be greater than their concentration in high flavonoid berries like cranberry or lingonberry. Recent studies are providing us with a greatly expanded list of anti-inflammatory phytonutrients in quinoa. This unique combination of anti-inflammatory compounds in quinoa may be the key to understanding preliminary animal studies that show decreased risk of inflammation-related problems, including obesity, when animals are fed quinoa on a daily basis. The List of anti-inflammatory phytonutrients in quinoa is now known to include polysaccharides like carabinins and remnogalacturinins, hydroxycyamic and hydroxybenzoic acids, flavonoids like quercetin and chemferol, and subnins, including molecules derived from oleanic acid, heterogenin and sergenic acid, small amounts of the anti-inflammatory omega-3 fatty acid, alpha-linolenic, acid, ALA, are also provided by quinoa. In comparison to cereal grasses like wheat, quinoa is higher in fat content and can provide valuable amounts of heart-healthy fats like monounsaturated fat, in the form of oleic acid. Quinoa can also provide small amounts of the omega-3 fatty acid alpha-linolenic acid, ALA. Given this higher fat content, researchers initially assumed that quinoa would be more susceptible to oxidation and resulting nutrient damage. However, recent studies have shown that quinoa does not get oxidized as rapidly as might be expected given its higher fat content. This finding is great news from a nutritional standpoint. The processes of boiling, simmering, and steaming quinoa do not appear to significantly Compromise the quality of quinoa's fatty acids, allowing us to enjoy its cook texture and flavor while maintaining this nutrient benefit. Food Scientists have speculated that it is the diverse array of antioxidants found in quinoa, including various members of the vitamin E family like alpha, beta, gamma and delta tocopherol as well as flavonoids like quercetin and chemferol that contribute to this oxidative protection. Many health practitioners recommend a glass of red wine a day to promote health benefits. But what about beer? A recent study published by researchers at Lanzhou University in China explores the possibility that beer may also promote health. The article, titled Xanthohemol, a polyphenol chalcone present in hops activating NRF2 enzymes to confer protection against oxidative damage in PC-12 cells, appeared in the January 28th issue of the Journal of Agricultural and Food Chemistry, published by the American Chemical Society. The work was led by first author Wang Yao and colleagues. The researchers decided to study the compound xanthohemol 2,4,4 trihydroxy6 methoxy3 prenyl chalcone, which comes from the hops that are used to make beer. According to the authors, this molecule has received increasing attention due to its multiple pharmacological activities. Beer is the primary way that humans become exposed to this compound. The scientists synthesized xanthohemol in the lab and tested it on some cells grown in a dish. Called PC12 cells. These cells act like brain cells. Neurons. They wanted to know if synthohemol had the ability to protect the cells against a common killer known as oxidative stress. Oxidative stress refers to the production of deadly free radicals faster than the body can detoxify against them. It is a process that occurs in many disorders of the brain, such as Alzheimer's disease. Parkinson's disease, and in many other diseases, such as cancer. In cells grown in a dish, xanthohemol has been tested in several studies and it appears to prevent the formation of cancer. Not only did xanthohemol prevent PC12 cell killing, but it also increased the cells' production of antioxidants that could protect them from damage and death. The antioxidant molecules included glutathione hemoxygenase nadph quinone oxidoreductase thioredoxin and thioredoxin reductase the key to their production and to cellular protection seem dependent on activation of a factor called nrf2 the researchers noted that this ability to induce antioxidant production is a previously unrecognized function of the bear compound xanthohumol 2,4,4 trihydroxy6 methoxy3 prenyl chalcone. XN, a polyphenyl chalcone from hops, Humulus lupulus, has received increasing attention due to its multiple pharmacological activities. As an active component in beers, its presence has been suggested to be linked to the epidemiological observation of the beneficial effect of regular beer drinking. In this work, We synthesized XN with a total yield of 5.0% in 7 steps and studied its neuroprotective function against oxidative stress-induced neuronal cell damage in the neuron-like rat via cell line PC-12. XN displays moderate free radical scavenging capacity in vitro. More importantly, pretreatment of PC-12 cells with XN at submicromolar concentrations significantly upregulates a panel of phase 2 cytoprotective genes as well as the corresponding gene products, such as glutathione, hemoxygenase, natp pH quinone oxidoreductase, therodoxin, and thioredoxin reductase. A mechanistic study indicates that the alpha, beta-unsaturated ketone structure in XN and activation of the transcription factor in RF2 are key determinants for the cytoprotection of XN. Targeting the NRF2 by XN discloses a previously unrecognized mechanism underlying the biological action of XN. Our results demonstrate that XN is a novel small molecule activator of NRF2 in neuronal cells and suggest that XN might be a potential candidate for the prevention of neurodegenerative disorders. The authors concluded, our results demonstrate that xanthohemyl is a novel small molecule activator of NRF2 in neuronal cells and suggest that xanthohemyl might be a potential candidate for the prevention of neurodegenerative disorders. The molecule may protect brain cells, but more studies are needed, first in animal models and then in humans. Having a daily Beer could be as healthy a choice as a glass of red wine, a fact that should make beer lovers happy as they reach for that glass. In addition, further study of the compounds anthohermal might yield preventative medications. Particularly good news for people who may be susceptible to either Alzheimer's or Parkinson's diseases. Perhaps one of the most tragic illnesses of our time is the loss of one's memory through dementia in old age. Seeing a loved one gradually lose themselves is probably only second to the fear and confusion of living through a neurodegenerative disease. As of 2012, Japan has 4.6 million patients with dementia, about 70% of whom suffer from Alzheimer's disease. Also, with the ever-aging population, this trend shows no sign of slowing But who knew that a major player in the battle against Alzheimer's would be one of Japan's largest breweries, Kirin? They teamed up with Tokyo University and the University in a study showing that a component found in beer may help combat the dreaded illness. Although the causes of Alzheimer's disease aren't fully understood, it is widely accepted that a peptide called amyloid beta plays an important role in triggering it. As the brain ages this substance can accumulate, causing various cognitive problems. According to this recent study, this accumulation of amyloid beta can be reduced with a steady diet of isoalpha acids which are produced when hops are cooked to produce beer and give it its bitter flavor. Isoalpha acids promote an immune cell in the brain called microglia which can Keep the Alzheimer's causing amino acids at low levels before they do too much damage. Microglia, they may not be the prettiest cells around, but they work around the clock to keep your brain ticking. Microglia are a type of glial cell located throughout the brain and spinal cord. Microglia account for 10-15% to of all cells found within the brain as the resident macrophage cells. They act as the first and main form of active immune defense in the central nervous system, CNS, microglia, and other glia including astrocytes, are distributed in large non-overlapping regions throughout the CNS. Microglia are key cells in overall brain maintenance they are constantly scavenging the CNS for plaques, damaged or unnecessary neurons and synapses, and infectious agents since these processes must be efficient to prevent potentially fatal damage. Microglia are extremely sensitive to even small pathological changes in the CNS. This sensitivity is achieved in part by the presence of unique potassium channels that respond to even small changes in extracellular potassium. The brain and spinal cord, which make up the CNS, are not usually accessed directly by pathogenic factors in the body's circulation due to a series of endothelial cells known as the blood-brain barrier, or BBB. The BBB prevents most infections from reaching the vulnerable nervous tissue. In the case where infectious agents are directly introduced to the brain or cross the blood-brain barrier, microglial cells must react quickly to decrease inflammation and destroy the infectious agents before they damage the sensitive neural tissue due to the unavailability of antibodies from the rest of the body few antibodies are small enough to cross the blood brain barrier microglia must be able to recognize foreign bodies swallow them and act as antigen presenting cells activating t cells researchers fed mice with food containing isoalpha acids and found that they not only had 50% the amount of amyloid beta in their system, but they also showed better cognitive function than regular mice. This also shows that, of course, beer isn't the only way to get iso-alpha acids. Any food or beverage with heated hops should have them, including non-alcoholic beer. Whichever route you take, the more bitter the better seems like a good rule of thumb. However, I'm personally not leaving anything to chance and have been drinking regular beer non-stop since I heard the news. Sure, I've lost my hat, car, keys, and mobile phone, and I may have forgotten to go to work for the past three days. In the end though, it's worth it to know I have a reduced risk of getting arachnophobia further down the road. Drinking beer could prevent the damage of the brain cells. Says a research carried out by Jiang Ofeng and his colleagues of Lanzhou University's School of Chemistry. Drinking liquor is not a much appreciated practice in the past, but partying has become a part of life these days. While the goodness of the wine is well known, it's time to know something more about it. Beer is not usually considered an evil for health when taken in reasonable quantity, but the goodness of beer is sure to amaze the beer lovers. A compound called xanthohemol present in the beer is observed to have anti-carcinogenic, anti and cardiovascular protection properties. During brewing, an ingredient called hops is added to the beer that gives a bitter and tangy taste to it. Hops are the female flower of the hops plant known to have quite some medicinal values. Hops are the source of The compound xanthohemol present in the beer that renders goodness to the beer. These xanthohemol are observed to protect neuronal cells present in the brain and thereby slows down the development of brain disorders, reports Fang's and his team. The oxidative damage to the neuronal cells is responsible for the development of brain diseases, according to the research, said Fang. Brain defects like Alzheimer's disease. Parkinson's disease and other neurodegenerative conditions could be prevented or slowed down by the preventing the oxidative damage to these neuronal cells Alzheimer's disease is a type of dementia that causes interruption in memory thinking and behavior in a person's regular life whereas Parkinson's disease is a chronic and progressive movement disorder due to the death of vital nerve cells or neurons No cure has been found for these neurodegenerative diseases so far. And if this research is to be believed, then it is no wonder a joy to the beer. Brewers and beer lovers Tofu, or bean curd, is a popular food derived from soy. It is made by curdling fresh soy milk, pressing it into a solid block and then cooling it dash in much the same way that traditional dairy cheese is made by curdling and solidifying milk the liquid, whey, is discarded, and the curds are pressed to form a cohesive bond. A staple ingredient in Thai and Chinese cookery, it can be cooked in different ways to change its texture from smooth and soft to crisp and crunchy. The origins of tofu soba noodle and edamame salad fault with grilled tofu. Like many soy foods, tofu originated in China. Legend has it that it was discovered about 2,000 years ago by a Chinese cook who accidentally curdled soy milk when he added nigari seaweed. Introduced into Japan in the 8th century, tofu was originally called okabe. Its modern name did not come into use until 1400. By the 1960s, interest in healthy eating brought tofu to Western nations. Since that time, Countless research has demonstrated the many benefits that soya and tofu can provide. Tofu is a good source of protein and contains all eight essential amino acids. It is also an excellent source of iron and calcium and the minerals manganese, selenium and phosphorus. In addition, tofu is a good source of magnesium, copper, zinc and vitamin B1 tofu is an excellent food from a nutritional and health perspective. It is thought to provide the same sort of protection against cancer and heart disease as soy beans. A 100 grams serving contains 70 kilocalories 3.5 grams fat 1.5 grams carbohydrate 8.2 grams protein 0.9 grams fiber soya protein from which tofu is derived is believed to help lower levels of bad cholesterol, LDL. Tofu contains phytoestrogens called isoflavones a group of chemicals found in plant foods. They have a similar structure to the female hormone estrogen and therefore mimic the action of estrogen produced by the body. They nationally bind to estrogen receptor sites in human cells including breast cells potentially reducing the risk of breast cancer. Due to the phytoestrogen content of soya, many women decide to include soya rich foods like tofu in their diet as they enter the menopause. During the menopause, the body's national production of estrogen stops and symptoms may arise. As phytoestrogens act as a weak estrogen, they may help relieve symptoms by boosting levels slightly, reducing hot flushes in some women. Genetics and environmental factors play a huge part in how our bodies react to certain foods, so as yet we can't say whether a diet rich in phytoestrogenic foods is beneficial or not. If you are a vegetarian or vegan, soil-based foods like tofu can be an invaluable part of your diet. Tofu, which is made from Soybean curds, is naturally gluten-free and low-calorie, it contains no cholesterol and is an excellent source of protein, iron, and calcium. It is an important source of protein, especially for vegans, vegetarians, and those looking to move toward a more plant-based diet. To make tofu, soy milk is first coagulated which leads to the creation of curds. The resulting curds are then pressed and compacted into the gelatinous white blocks recognized. Tofu can be soft, firm, or extra firm. Tofu has a subtle flavor and can be used in savory and sweet dishes. It is often seasoned or marinated to suit the dish. Tofu making is first recorded during the Chinese Han Dynasty some 2,000 years ago. Chinese legend ascribes its invention to prince leon 179 to 122 bc tofu and its production technique were introduced into korea and then japan during the Nara period 710 to 794 some scholars believe tofu arrived in vietnam during the 10th and 11th century it spread into other parts of southeast asia as well this spread probably coincided with the spread of Buddhism because it is an important source of protein in the vegetarian diet of East Asian Buddhism. Li Shizanen. The Ming Dynasty described a method of making tofu in the compendium of Materia Medica. Tofu has a low calorie count and relatively large amounts of protein. It is high in iron, and depending on the coagulants used in manufacturing, calcium chloride, Calcium sulfate, magnesium sulfate, it can have a high calcium or magnesium content. The term tofu is used by extension for similarly textured curdled dishes that do not use soy products, such as almond tofu, almond jelly, tamago dafu, ya, egg, goma dafu, ya, sesame, or peanut tofu, Chinese luohusheng dufu and Okinawan good nutrition is the cornerstone of healthy aging. Yet as we age, our dietary requirements change. We usually don't need as many calories. But we have to be sure we get enough of certain key nutrients, like calcium, vitamin B12, and vitamin D. Getting proper nutrition often becomes harder with age because of things like loss of appetite or problems with chewing or swallowing food. That's why it's so important to talk to your doctor about nutrition.